0: Hello, and welcome to Azakhel. I finally got a chance to interview, I'm so excited to announce that I'm interviewing Dave Merja. He's a really famous comedian, uh, winner of Juno Award, and um, also starring in Rami and other shows as well. Um, he is like really awesome. I've been following his progress as a comedian, like coming in from an immigrant also slash Canadian and like all that, at, like in a mix. And it's amazing to see what he does with that and i got a chance to question him and i love the show rami you guys should watch it it's like a actual present it's not an actual presentation i just i would like to make it clear that rami the characters are not representing their real lives but they're showing some aspects of how to uh, how you struggle as an immigrant and how you struggle with the culture shock and you bring in those elements but still stick to the what your core values are so it's really awesome I think you should watch it it's also like based in New Jersey so that's pretty dope because I'm we're all like I'm from New Jersey so that's like a representation kind of thing so thank you so much uh, Dave Marijay, if I'm pronouncing your name right to even like let me have this platform to interview you or like even like have me interview you and give me a chance that's awesome I really love um, actors and other people that like are like in a high stature than all of us but they still have time for like people that and they're still humble enough to give other people that platform to like rise against and like not rise against but like rise up so thank you so much and i'll jump right into their interview dave or david
1: um i guess my mom calls me david i guess it's the only Person that really uses that uses that up a lot. My dad yeah. as well, and then just people call me Dave. It, okay. it depends.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I've had like, I guess, girlfriends call me David. Oops. If they want if they. Oops! I got so a,
0: personal. A, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, when
1: I've heard it, <laughs> it's easy <laughs> to hear it in a text when someone goes David. I feel like there's some like they that either got in trouble or they need to talk for real that's when it's used i find
0: okay um all right um so i first of all i like to say you're an icon icon I, my accent coming out real quick <laughs> but, <laughs> icon <laughs> I'm I sorry. You're
1: me <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: okay um so um it's funny that i see you as a reason for like the reason the conscience of the group in rami and like your emma and So like that was really like interesting because I saw you as like always lecturing Rami to do the right thing. And then I would also see you lecturing Mo and then you'd always be the one, like the one, that one halal friend that knows when to say no and then just go pray (laughs) in a party. (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. So how was the pandemic um, for you? Because uh, I think Rami season two released during Ramadan. I, I remember specifically last year. And it was, it was in lockdown. So, like, how has your life been after that?
1: Um, like, yeah, I I don't know. That's a tough one because it's like you don't want to be. Um, I guess you have to be sensitive. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Where it's been like you know, I think everyone you know meant mentally they've been affected. I feel the same. You Are know you what I okay? mean? Like isolated and. Um, not that everyone's going through the same thing, but you can, it's more common now to be frustrated or you're like, we're stuck inside. You know what I mean? Like you can relate more. It seems like it's the same. Like so I'm a brown
0: of, girl. You can imagine being at home with parents. Yeah, yeah. being <laughs> oppressed, <laughs> I'm
1: joking. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you, you, um, you, you talk to your friends and yeah, you can kind of relate. Everyone's kind of going through I feel, you know, some people probably going through it worse than others, but generally you tr- I try to keep a positive outlook on it and not okay. get too, uh, too bogged down with what's happening.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you again, how would you like your name to be pronounced by obviously people that mispronounce it in the industry? Like what's your actual uh, name?
1: It's Dave Medehij, if you would say, it. but Merhaj, people have said Merhaj Mur- or Merhaj. I, I don't do a good job of correcting them because I just kind of, I don't know. It's like, you know, that's another two minutes on a conversation <laughs> with someone. If you're like, hey, can you say it this way? I know, I, I guess I should. I, I probably should correct people and tell them the proper way. But yeah, you know, mid is how you say it, but there's like different variations, I guess, when you say it in English.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm omme, but like people don't call it umi. And then I just got yep. stuck by it. And then I have these two wild personas. When I came here, I was like, first, my, my maiden name is Rabab, Umme Rabab. So mother of Rabab, right? Arabic, you might understand. So ummi is a wild girl. She's like all chilling with Americans and like wilding it out. But like Rabab is like that more subtle, like cultural, more acceptable in the society kind of thing. So I, I created two yeah. personas too. So- um, That's a way
1: to do it. You know, I don't have, I just have one person, I don't have two, I just have one persona, I
0: guess. (laughs) Okay, so one, my next question is like, being Arab and Christian was, Christian, was it hard representing these two major aspects of your life in Hollywood and the comedy world? Since many people associate Muslims with being Arab, not realizing that there's so many variants to the religions in the Middle East.
1: Yeah. I, see, I, I was born in Canada. I was born in Windsor, Ontario is the city that I grew up in. And, you know, growing up as I, I got older, there was more of a Middle Eastern population in our city. So there was a lot of like Catholic Lebanese. I'm Catholic. And then there was a lot of Muslim uh, Lebanese people. Um, yeah. So you I think I, you know, I probably more than more than a lot of the times people just don't know that there's catholic uh lebanese people so they're just assume i'm muslim which is uh, i guess funny when i when i go i'm not and then just kind of sometimes they get flustered but i mean it's just like they don't know i you yes. know they don't really understand that there's or not sorry not understand but they just yeah they're not i think very familiar that there's catholic uh, yeah, I know.
0: Like, I knew that because I've been to Iran, Iraq, and Syria for religious purposes, and I would see a lot of Christians there, and I would see a lot of, like, other sects, like, even, like, back in the days when I, historically, have you seen that movie with Adrian Brody, I think, a uh, Persian movie, where, like, he was talking about being a, I think, it was no, like... But I- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard, I found out like more I watch these movies, I learned so much. I, I, I heard that there's Judaism too, like in these countries. And like, that was interesting. That was really interesting. And um, I, yeah.
1: I think they just kind of get like, you know, some people that they get really fl- uh, flustered when you correct them,
0: which Yeah.
1: Is funny to me. They're like, no, I didn't mean like, you know, they, they, they think they, they offended you and stuff. Um, but I, I guess it is. Yeah, they just assume, and they'll sometimes they'll be honest and they'll be like, "I just assumed." Sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, your beard," like you know, like it almost makes it sound like Catholic Lebanese people don't grow beards, like the that's, way they're. Yeah, that's they're, dumb. They're,
0: that's so dumb. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people.
1: Like yeah.
0: I had like problems with uh, telling, like understanding that, but also like I I realize in some cultures because there's a lot of Christians from where I'm from in Pakistan, so. I, they were like, we're not allowed to eat pork either, religiously, we're not allowed to drink either without occasion or something like a special religious occasion. So I was like, what? So (laughs) that was like, you know, it just like as as soon as you're open your mind and like you realize things. You understand that there's so many things that people and even as Muslims, especially yeah. in that show, like Rami, they showed like a different side of Islam, different side of Muslims struggling with the inner identity, struggling with inner fights of like doing the right thing or following the scripture. So that's the same thing as being like Christians. So I, I don't understand why people yeah. put these differences out there. <laughs> so,
1: well, yeah, they're like, it's yeah. also funny to not funny. It's actually not funny when people <laughs> are like, uh Oh, uh, so you 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 don't, you eat pork? And I'm like, I was like, yeah. And then they're like, oh. They're like, oh and then I have, then I'm like, oh. They think I'm, they don't, they think I'm Muslim. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I guess it's like you know, they just make a huge assumption and they go with it. They just go with that. I I, don't, I wonder how they. I guess it is awkward for them. I after you correct them, but again, they they didn't do their their research, so I don't feel bad
0: okay (laughs) that's fine i was just like thinking because i saw a lot of interviews on you and um, they were they kept asking you so are you muslim too are you muslim and i'm like like stop asking this question (laughs) it's so annoying i felt like um a little bit like secondhand embarrassment for you for that for them and then for um from your side too because like you have to explain yourself constantly but that's just a different story um i wanted to ask like being like um what was the hardest part about balancing lebanese culture with canadian culture did you feel left out from both ends like for with me like i can't mix with my own people because i'm either too halal for own people or too Haram for all people so it's like how how was it like adjusting to that life
1: um you know you feel left out on both sides you feel like you know if you're around i like being canadian like if you're around canadians uh being a canadian because i was born there you just kind of, but then they'll find out, they know you're Lebanese. So, you know, you become the ethnic person in that group. And then if it's like people from Lebanon, now I kind of feel a little bit left out because I was born in Canada. So you kind of just feel left out on both sides and stuff like that, your identity, you're trying to search, I guess, for your, for your identity, you know, but then after a while, I just was like, I'm going to be myself. Like it kind of pushes you into they yeah. push me into that to not be like, well, I'm just gonna be me, and they'll accept me for me being me, instead of stressing out about trying to fit in on either side. So I embrace both col- both cultures. Though I'm very proud to be Canadian. And also yeah. proud to be Lebanese.
0: Can I just say one thing? Y'all people's weddings slap, yo. Like the food.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, do you guys do dufke the dance? <laughs> I love that. I want to try that. I want to fit in so bad because I've been to, like, those era parties. They be so lit. <laughs> they
1: are actually very, 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 very fun. I remember as a, as a kid and even... Um, I just went to a wedding to like maybe last year in New York and the that gay was happening and it was very fun. I didn't do it, but I mean, I watched and it was fun.
0: <laughs> so you're a watcher rather than a dancer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> That's, really, that's cute gay.
0: though. I wouldn't expect that. Um, so I wanna, my next question is how did you land a role in Rami and how was it like struggling in the beginning? Like for, as a comedian and like, you know, just boom, you're on Rami.
1: Uh, I met him 10 years ago, I would say at this, of, at the show in New York called the Arab Comedy Festival. I think it might've been in 2009, he yeah. might've been like 18 or 19. He was doing sketch, I believe at the time. And I was doing stand up. I don't really remember the conversation in full detail, but we, we talked about it like a few years ago,
0: yeah.
1: um, on a panel, he was saying that I think I had told him I want, I've, I've always wanted to act and he's like, Oh, I want to do stand up. And then like 2015, I was out in LA, I was working on getting my green card. So I had seen, he posted a show on Instagram. I hit him up he's like, oh man, you should come by. And then I went, and I think he said, come by and do a spot." did a spot, and then we kind of reconnected. I would stay with him out there as well at, at his apartment. And then um, yeah. I think around 2016 or 17, I was moving, I was in LA, I was at a restaurant and him, him and uh, I believe one of the co-creators came in to the restaurant, you know, we were homies. So, um, he was like, yo, I, I think we, he's like, I, we sold the the show and I was like, that's amazing. Congrats. And then I moved to New York and then we were at uh, the Arab comedy festival again. Um, and he was like, have you auditioned or he's was like, do you want to audition? I was like, Yeah for sure, because they were filming the pilot. And then I auditioned, I did like a self-tape when I was in, in China cute. comedy. Yeah. And uh, and I had to ask somebody, one of the promoters, I don't even think she knew. I didn't even know how to describe the show to her. I didn't even think she knew what self-tapes were. And then we were in the hotel room and she. I give her my phone. I'm like, you need to tape it or film it. And she kind of, we did the first, the first take and I was like, is that good? And she kind of lowered the phone and she kind of like said to do it again, which I found very funny. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't I don't know if she had any experience as a with self tape. So I did it again and then she gave me the okay, yeah. sent it in, and then maybe like two days later, I was in Singapore. So it was like maybe 3:30 there or something like that. Cause I was gonna fly to Vancouver the next day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, my agent texted me, hey man, you booked the pilot. And then I text the girl that helped me, the promoter. And I was like, yo, we did it. And then she was just laughing. I don't know if she was laughing. She's like, congrats. And then yeah, we filmed the pilot in December in, in New York and Queens, I believe. And yeah. then like months later in April, he had called me and he said the show got picked up, dude. So it, it was like, yeah. It
0: That's was like nice.
1: um it was pretty, pretty cool in a sense that yeah, you do struggle a lot of times.
0: I mean, you know, I didn't mean to say you were, sorry to cut you off, but like you were struggling. You were already there, like just for laughs, uh, getting awards, all that. I didn't mean to say like that. I was just saying like. No, no, I, think,
1: I don't think I I didn't take it that way uh, at all. I think you do, you know, like a lot of times you do yeah. struggle. It's like such a wild journey. You could be doing well, but then you can be struck. It's like. they they go hand in hand there's nothing really wrong with it exactly i mean
0: you could still be struggling and it doesn't show right like with so many other things right it's like a general concept
1: yeah you always always should try to try to um try to advance yourself or set higher goals than you have so but yeah it's like a thing i already knew jumping into that it's not an easy thing to try to accomplish so i knew struggle would come with it so it wasn't like uh like a uh shock so it was like and I feel grateful for the struggles because it just made the victories just a lot feel a lot better
0: yes that's that's definitely it so like I don't want to get personal about culture and all that but it's like my whole podcast is based off on like um, trying to fight all these stereotypes and fight everything so um, I like how you're very aggressive in your skits like you're almost like I'm gonna bust you, <laughs> like, kind of that kind of shit, right, like, I'm out there, I'm a tough guy, so <laughs> I'm like that, too, though, Um, but, so what, like, what, how would you use that aggression as a source to talk about some things that irk, irk you, irk you about our culture, like, Middle Eastern, Asian, South Asian, like, and also what irks you about North American culture, like, what were the most um, struggling aspects of growing up like I know I've asked you this, but I haven't asked you in the, this angle where like this where does this aggression stems from you know?
1: Um, I think it's like more you know there are points of, of where I'm aggressive, but I think it's it's a lot of it too is like like if I'm passionate about a topic and yeah. you know I think sometimes people take it as. Which is fine. We'll take it as aggression because it's it's like loud and yeah. maybe boisterous, but it's a lot of it comes from from just being passionate about the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: top. what I that's what I meant too. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and then energy as well. So it's just like yeah. a high energy performance and stuff. So it's not by any means like I don't think it's like a tough guy or uh, or like a tough man or anything like that. It's more or less uh, getting riled up about a specific. Yeah. Thing that made me angry, or a thing that I feel very passionate about, and things that would irk me. I guess, you know, sometimes it's just very, you know, mental health or or the idea of like you have to be tough growing up. You know, Talking
0: masculinity,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a problem. I guess, like you know, in uh, maybe in a lot of cultures as well too, like the way you're raised and stuff like that as a man you can't like cry or you shouldn't cry or, you know, that stuff I never really, really um, connected with at all. I just feel like, you know, it's better to, to be emotional, vulnerable and, and share those um, frustrations. Yeah. It comes out in tears, then let it come out in tears and stuff with the North American culture, I guess. Uh, like what, what I don't like about it is like, probably the same thing like this idea that you know you have to hide your vulnerabilities or or like your weaknesses you know what I mean so you're kind of you're kind of like truly maybe not being fully yourself like this idea that you have to be cool or you know dress a certain way to fit in it's like it just kind of and doesn't allow you sometimes to be who you are and it's just like it's like such a waste of time because you just get one chance at this right living so it's like it must
0: be 10 times harder because you're in the limelight now so you have to keep up with appearances and stuff right
1: yeah and it's like you enjoy it you know what i mean it's it's such a it's such a dope thing to get um appreciated and and when people show you love like it's like stuff you dreamed of you know to to people when people are showing you love for your work it's like you know drives you as well you're like okay i want to do more i want to do better so that they can keep showing love but yeah. It's stuff to be grateful about.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um so uh so in our culture it's basically it's always like one set of career like doctor, lawyer, right? Yeah. How did you break the news to your parents and how did you break free from just like hey I'm hey like mom dad like I want to be a comedian. Like I want to do this. I want to pursue this.
1: Uh my parents were a lot different, man. They were super cool about it. My mom was like yeah, that's great. She would tell me, you know, after she saw me on stage, she's like, I think you're, you know, like, a, I feel it's a natural thing for you. I think you're born to be on stage. So she was super supportive. She was yeah. just like, just get me an education, just give me a college education. So I went to college for her and graduated wow. and eventually for myself, I, I feel, but it was yeah. mostly motivated by my mother and got the diploma gave her the diploma and stuff and then my dad never really pressed me he was just like he's very happy he likes to be talked about in the jokes and he likes you know he's all for jokes being made about him and stuff yes so they weren't like the typical i guess middle eastern parents that they're like you need to do i didn't have to hide any of it they came to my shows they were really open to all the topics i talked about um so yeah yeah, i've never had a problem with that which i'm grateful for
0: okay that's awesome that's awesome like emotional support from parents is pretty great and like the career support as well yeah excuse the background like i'm in like a Daisy household like brown household like we play music all the time um <laughs> so um uh, what would be your advice to your followers who want to follow your path and try to make it big into the hollywood and comedy scene like any words of wisdom
1: yeah i think it's like if you just you know you Again, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier if you're in love with what you're doing. I think yeah. that's just the yeah. You do know what I mean if you and it's an art. yeah. If you, if, I love it because I wake up every day and it's like something I really want to do. Like I don't, I don't hate it. I think it's you know whether I was making money or yeah. not, it's just like such a dope thing to do, like performing yeah. comedy, acting. Yeah. Is, so I guess and have fun. I think a lot of times people get caught up in the other stuff, yeah. but having yeah. fun and just enjoying it, and uh, you know, be prepared to work as hard as you, yeah, hard as you can, or hard as you, you know, it's like it's like what you put in is what you're gonna get yeah. out. So, yeah, I think I think I think having those. Can you those, well, hear me
0: properly? Am I disturbing? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, just making yeah. sure. I'm like so nervous about it. Okay, no, uh, I can hear you. Okay, uh, being in the showbiz for like 17 years or so. How because I listened to your podcast and you were discussing some really awesome stuff. Like, how do you take constructive criticism and destructive criticism? Like, how would you differentiate between it? In like, you know, having the sense well, of you know,
1: it's, it's really how you how you want to really receive it. I guess at first I was very protective of how I how people yeah people criticism and you know i was very young and not really you know i was all driven by ego so i would be offended yeah. or frustrated if i didn't hear what i wanted to hear but as you get i think older and and you learn to like to um
0: yeah
1: yeah uh, look at your how do i yeah it's like if someone you got to really look at what they're saying to you and if it's advice or if it's good or not you know you you have the ability to take it yeah or not take So I think a lot of times I was just I would lead with like anger because I was like, What? You said this, but now it's kind of like more open minded. I'm like, okay, where's this coming from? Can I use it for my benefit? Oh no, I can't. Then I just kind of I don't let it I don't let it eat away at me like I used to.
0: That's awesome. Because I also feel this way, like constantly being criticized. Because being a brown girl, you're constantly put on a pedestal to be someone's wife or be someone's like, you know not in so many other households but mostly that's our role right so for me to do something different and not just like pursue dreams in the hopes of being accepted by someone that will marry me it was like a lot like it's very hard to balance that so that's some good advice you know um so how is the character Emma different from you in real life from Rami but or like you're actually like that are you like always a reason for friends
1: no no Ahmed is like you know, very, very religious. Um, you know, I believe in God and I, I'll pray at night, but I don't go to church as regularly as yeah. I should go. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I give my friends advice and stuff, but I mean, uh, it's not, he's kind of, he's like a family man. He's got a wife, you know, I don't, I don't have that. Um, but he <laughs> will, more, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just more, okay. uh, structured. He's a more structured, you know, it's like a family man in a, and a really faith, faith, faithful guy, and uh, yeah and follows his faith, you know, from yeah. the, the anxieties that the character has are, are some of my anxieties though, like yeah, washing the hands, the sanitizing, oh, the yeah. panicky, the panicky was, vibe I, of mine as I, well. So. I was
0: gonna mention that since you live on your own, right? Like you talked about it all the time. Um, was it hard like constantly like instilling those um sanit- like hi- hygiene like at like bidet right that's such a big thing yeah. in our countries so was it like like telling your friends to like wash your like like, you know it wasn't hard like telling them like yeah this is what I use this is what it is and then I heard you said about something about like using slippers in the bathroom because that that's what we do too like as Pakistanis like it's very hard for us to not have these separate things for separate things because like we're very clean and we don't we have that in our mind so did you ever notice that difference in Americans like Um, I'm not saying in a bad way but I'm just saying like there's like a cultural way you know cultural difference
1: I never really used a bidet. I don't. I don't have a bidet. Um, I guess it's more of like my mom was. My mom is a germaphobe and uh, hypochondriac. I guess so. We were raised uh, to wash our hands, like till I left the house. But even still, so hygiene. Uh, we've been doing that a lot since we were kids. We were like, yeah, yeah. You not really like. You know, my mom was not not in very much of a germaphobe. So, but I mean, I won't like you know, I'm not going to, if you come over, I'm not going to be like, oh, wash your hands and stuff like that. I'd hope you would as an adult, you know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> yes. as uh, yeah. thing as, as my mom was when we were kids and stuff, but I do like, you know, wash my hands when I enter the house and yeah. And so I do. And yeah, but I don't have a bidet, but I do.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, I just wanted to ask because like we have that in- commonly in our countries back at home, like every bathroom has it. And like, that's why I was like. Coming here was really hard for me because I was like, "Oh my God, who uses the tissue paper? Like all constantly. Like I, a tissue roll is not enough. Like America is such a developing country, and they're yeah. so developed in all these things. Then so why not use a debate, bidet, man? Like seriously, <laughs> but not to shit yeah. on America. But I'm, I'm just saying.
1: No, no, I hear you. It's like, but yeah, I I do. You know, it's more or less. I hope you're. I hope you're being hygienic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because
1: from, I'm around clean people.
0: You're around clean people. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so was it awkward, like, talking about your sex life, your love life publicly, and then your parents hearing after it, like, after the show, they'll hear it, or in the show, like, was it awkward? Because I say a lot of things that I get confused and I'm like, oh my God, if my parents hear this, I'll be dead by now, but like, that's a cultural difference, a family difference. But like, I'm just saying, was it awkward in the beginning?
1: No. Um, I No, cause they're super, again, they're super cool. My mom and dad are super cool. They'd come and hear these sexual stories and they were really cool about it. I was very lucky. They don't really get weirded out my dad doesn't at least for sure like you know yeah. they don't really talk about it they'll just hear my set and be like oh that was funny even if it's dirty then they they don't bring it up so they're super cool man they're like not,
0: yeah yeah they're not as backwards I guess,
1: strict. yeah yeah or as other i guess parents but yeah parents, they're, yeah. Culture, yeah they're super cool they're, they're 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 all for it and they've never told me don't do some on stage or talk about some.
0: Wow, that's I think awesome! I have to
1: censor myself when they when they come to shows at all. So
0: that's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm really happy that you have that. Like most people don't. So um, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, like if I was interviewing Rami, he would like be like, "Okay, you know, um, yeah, th- my parents. Oh yeah, they found out this, and then like it's like different, different culture. But like, um, that's awesome that you have that. Like supportive parents are." <laughs> really good yeah
1: they just don't i don't know there's not like a you know like if i was to like maybe diss god in front of my mom she probably wouldn't like that but i mean as the sexual stuff she's pretty chill about it she's pretty open
0: i asked because um there's a lot of us out there that want to make their name out and like show their talents their potential so like it's like how can i And because my humor would involve mostly that. So if I'm trying to be funny, I can't say this. Oh, shit, I can not this. I can't say this. So filtering yourself for other people, what would you say? Like, you should just go for it, right? Like, it doesn't matter?
1: I mean, yeah, you should truly go for because, you know, it's your, your art and what you want to do. But I mean, I don't know your situation, so I don't know how hard it would be. You know what I mean? I I was again, very blessed and lucky to not have that. Like I was just, I was just doing comedy how I wanted to. And my parents were, they'd come to shows and they never really raised uh, any question about it. Like, oh, you know, they just let me be me and do what I wanted to say. And they just took it as a show. You're like, OK, he's doing this. At yeah. This show and stuff. So
0: uh-huh. that's what I was thinking, because when I first saw your interviews, there was a lot of heat on everybody because Rami itself is like a Muslim representation, like it or not. And then or not just Muslims in Arab culture, too. So their their personalities are not exactly as how they are in real life. So it's so hard to differentiate that. And people start assuming that because you're acting, which my next question is, because your acting is so legit that they assume like you're that person in real life.
1: Yeah, that, that happens. I mean, a lot of times people can't sometimes for some odd funny reason, differentiate a TV character from the real person. I guess they get lost in the fantasy of it and they get really like drawn to it. And maybe like, I don't know, it's funny to me, I guess. I don't see it that way cause I am, cause I'm acting like, or I'm doing, I understand the difference, but it is interesting when someone like really locks in and goes, you're that person. Or, and then you're like, I'm not and they're just kind of like, they're kind of yeah. like dumbfounded um, yeah, or they're just like disappointed, I don't know. But um, I guess I don't really think about it as much. I kind of forget cause I just go act, I just do the job and then just leave the set. And then like, yeah. so when someone's like, oh, you're not, you're not egyptian i go no man just got hired as a so but i I forget people might not know the the behind the the intric intricacies of or just don't know the business so they're just like maybe in their head they're like they hire like an egyptian guy to play an egyptian guy like they just think at it like that but they don't understand that that might not be the case sometimes so
0: exactly was it hard transitioning from comedy to acting for you personally
1: I mean, I've always wanted to act, that was the goal, but I mean, it is, I would say it's like, you know, I, I took classes and I want, you know, and I'm still learning. So I, I didn't come into it with like a, an ego or anything, or like, I was like, I came into it wanting to learn and get better. So it is a yeah. difficult transition in, in that sense. Like it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy. I, I wanted to really be good at it. So I had to like take classes and and, and you know, take, Take direction and wanted to learn and stuff. It's not like something, you know. I just wanted to give it to the respect that it deserved. Like, like actors. Actors really put in a lot of work, and it's such a tough thing. In a sense that you really want to be great at it. I think if you want to be like the dopest and you know the Denzels and the Mahershala's and
0: oh wow. and, uh, yeah,
1: Matt Pitts and you know he's these yeah. the actors, the Dan Daniel Day Lewis, they're just they're at a high caliber. And it's just oh, like, I strive to, to work really hard to get, you know, because you want to be the best, yeah, in your that's, field.
0: That's awesome that you actually have these role models and you actually got to meet them yeah. too. So how was it like meeting Marshall? Like he's such a charismatic person. Like you see him, you're like, oh my God, like holy. Like, I don't know. There's a why from him. Like he's holy and he's like, ooh, like you can't touch. You just have to listen to him.
1: <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, sweetheart he was very like very welcoming good energy very very talented and you know he was he's at the top of his craft so you can see it and it was really a cool thing to be able to be that close to it and you just learn a lot and you're like oh, okay this person is really is really about this like you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's just it's, it's like a real they're 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 yeah. excelling at the highest caliber you could
0: yeah so my next question i get so personal i'm sorry like i'm a very nosy right. person that's a brown right. auntie in me <laughs> i guess so not stereotyping but it's a joke you know um no no <laughs> so how like um being immigrant i've realized that all of our parents are generations their generation is very different from ours even at you you're a millennial right and i'm a gen z i guess but like um yes, yeah. for them it's like they just moved to one place. They worked their ass off for their kids, and they sub, like they subsided their mental health, how they were feeling. They got up every morning and it was just like, "I need to do this for my kids. I need to raise my kids. I need to pay this house rent, pay mortgage." So they're not really open with their mental health. They're not aware of it. So do you think is that like an immigrant thing, or it's just like? how we are different from them and how would you like i love how your podcast like talks about that like beautifully uh, the beautifully anxious podcast like it talks about how our parents didn't deal with their own traumas and then they raised us yeah you
1: know? i think i don't i don't really know if it's just for in, immigrant parents i guess like a lot of parents from yeah. that generation I, I don't know i only know my parents they kind of like you know maybe i don't know if it just really wasn't introduced to them. They might've just been like truly focused on having, having, you know, bettering the life for their kids. So they really never thought about it or they did and they didn't have time. I don't really know why my parents or, you know, uh, sought after therapy. It's like, it's more normal now in a sense that there's a lot of things you can do, meditation and therapy. So for us, we have work or we have access to it more, I feel yeah but yeah it is kind of like you look back at it and you're like they they had to go through a lot you know whether they come from another country and they you know they didn't learn the language they had to learn the language they had to make money they had to raise their kids so there was a lot they had to deal I would say real life stuff before they could maybe fix their men or you know get to their mental health
0: yeah that's really sad I also read from you, like, I heard your podcast and I was reading about it. And I was like, how would you like? I know you talk to your therapist and like openly talk about it. How would you differentiate? Because I have a lot of anxiety. Like, I have bad anxiety and I have good anxiety. So, how would you like differentiate between bad or good anxiety in your aspect? You know, like,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't even know what good anxiety is Um, (laughs) because
0: it's just so wild. Like,
1: I I guess I use. Yeah. Anxiety. If I, before I go on, I guess it helps, you know, like that feel, like when you get that anxious feeling, you can turn it into like good energy when you're on stage or in acting, I guess like that way. But um, I don't know. I think with with therapy, how it's helped me is just, it gives me the tools to work on myself. So there was tools in in place that it helps me to, to get better. I think doing homework, as, as my therapist says, like, what did you do your homework? I think it kind of keeps you focused, you know, as opposed to me just talking to this person and they listen and then that's it. Like, I don't know if that's good therapy, I guess. Like, I like that they give me feedback or they give me these, these like assignments to work on myself because, you know, I could see the progress. So.
0: I was talking to someone that's pretty open about therapy and stuff. And they were telling me, like, you have to find the right kind of therapist, like the one that actually gives you feedback, not just listens, right? Yeah,
1: there, there is like, you know, it's like anything. There's bad comedy and good comedy, bad acting, good acting. There's like probably bad therapists and good therapists. You've got to find the right one and, and, and a good one. And luckily, I had some help finding a good one. So I'm grateful for that.
0: Well, one last question. I'm going to let you go. You seem so bored. Like, oh, my God, why is this girl talking so much?
1: Not,
0: <laughs> you look like, oh, bored. okay. Okay. Um, so you, uh, as a millennial, what would you tell? Because there are so many things that are chill now, open. Like, everybody is yes. talking about so many things that were considered taboo back in the days um, yes. in any culture. So what would you tell Gen Z to do? to use that as their advantage and make this world like a better place. So a very deep question. So you like, can take time. I don't even
1: know what, like the, I get so confused with the different Gen, Gen Z and stuff like that, I guess to make the world better. Um,
0: like our resources I mean, are much more now we we can talk, I, we can spread awareness, yeah. you know,
1: I guess have empathy, empathy. And just, it's kind of like basic, I guess, basic human, like, um, like treat people the way you want to be tr- treated with respect yeah. and, and, and care and you know, it doesn't seem that hard, but I guess people don't do it, you know, I don't know, I think that's how you can make anything better if you just carry yourself in a respectful manner and you don't disrespect people and you you,
0: you try to be, yeah.
1: Yeah, you try to be the best. you tr- try not to be hateful, you know, it's all the stuff that you know you're taught, but like somehow people don't do it as much, but you're not hateful, you're more loving. Yeah. But I mean, you have empathy for people mm-hmm. and it's just learning how to be a better person. I think, you know, I think if we all can try to do that, but it, you know, I don't really know everyone's situation, but I try myself just to, to do that as like, you know, I want to be treated with respect. So I'm gonna treat someone with respect. I want to be loved. So I'm gonna love someone, you know, I'm not going to be ignorant or I yeah. try my best not to. So yeah. I think, that way but I I understand there's a lot of people are offended so quickly right and it's just like I think sometimes people don't don't really like fall back and look at the whole thing I think people are just they get pissed and they just go and then you know they don't really look at the whole situation yeah I think it brings more problems onto yourself as well when you're not you know looking at the picture as a whole
0: yeah You know what I mean? It's
1: just like you're bringing on more energy that you don't need to, kind of thing. But I don't know. I guess we didn't have the time. Like growing up, we we didn't. I found myself really not offended by much. A lot of things. I guess we, you know, we didn't have the internet that was so heavy right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like 40 years old, so I didn't. Wow.
0: I, I you yeah, don't look 40. Arabs don't crack. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Um, thank God. But yeah. I don't, I, I was, yeah, I don't, I, I was kind of lucky, I guess. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, Facebook came later on. Like I, I remember times when there was no, like,
0: Baseball. and, that, and
1: that, everything wasn't videotape. Yeah. Like, you know, you we were more like living in, in in the actual moment. So I, you know, I remember yeah, going that's to what, conference. That's what I would agree really,
0: with you. Like, Especially during the pandemic, I feel like a lot of us, like that, were so hyped about like social media and everything. We were so consumed. It could turn for the worse where you can be addicted to your phone because you're in your room all day. But now I've realized like a lot of people are changing because they're going backwards and they're trying to be more efficient, like and more environmentally consensuous. So that's pretty dope. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't, I kind of am thankful that I at least got to experience no, internet heavy times like i again You're yeah lucky. i remember yeah. yeah i just don't now i seen, look back yeah sorry
0: Go to ahead. cut you off have you seen
1: socialism oh no i i have yeah and i think it's you know i i do like being on my phone i get that you know like ads will pop up and stuff i understand that but i do like being on my phone like i, I do like the idea that the technology has grown this much maybe because i was in both yeah. times where there wasn't that much technology like i remember going to high school and they had a computer class and i was like what i didn't even think it was going to be around i was like what the f- what, what is this and mm-hmm. just looking at this giant computer i'm like you know and then now it comes to like you can order food and they deliver it like it's, yeah. it's just such a wild it's so dope that it grew that much but i don't know i, I try not to i guess take it as serious as you know, Other get, get heavily involved in it where it's detrimental for me. I'm just like, I know it's a tool. I use it to like, to entertain or promote so I can understand that. And if I feel I'm getting too bogged down in it, then I'll, I'll take the, the, the immediate steps to help me not get so like, in, like so negative about it, but it's fun, man. You get to like, you get to, you get to connect with people that you wouldn't like. It's such a wild thing. You can like put your product, you can put your stuff out and then somebody in Italy can see it. Do you know what I mean? And they message you like, yo, it's just such a, such a dope thing. Just use it. Just, I guess, use it responsibly.
0: Yep. That's, that's really nice. What you said. It makes sense. And like, it's very, it's a very, like, I, I, I like how you said, um, that you grew up in both the eras, so you know how to balance it. Unfortunately, like most people in our my like later generation, even yeah. more than me, they don't know how to balance it. Like, in, like I've seen so many cases where like the mental health just deteriorates because they're yeah. constantly on it. And like, they don't get out of their rooms and like just experience nature. I'm not saying just be like one with nature completely, but like at least have find that balance. So I'm so glad that you found yeah. that you the ability to find that balance.
1: I mean, like I got bullied in real life. Like, I mean, I was bullied. Not <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> like I mean, somebody said it to my face. I yeah. was bullied to my face. So again, I don't know, maybe it's more intense. I didn't grow up in an era where, you know, they bullied you online. Like I grew up when they were like, to your face, calling you names or calling you ugly. So you had to like, which I don't know what's worse, to be honest. I, I just know that like bullying was just a part of growing up, you know, I had like, not that I condone it by any means, but I mean, I, I was just, I, there wasn't no internet. So somebody made fun of me and I just, either I went home and cried or cried on the spot. I don't know. And then I just, I guess I was, I was like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I don't know what drove me, I guess, to ignore it and keep going. Like, I, I don't remember a time where it took really took, took me down per se like i just remember i was like oh these people are being mean to me okay i got okay no girls you know want to talk to me that's fine no, girl. i just,
0: hardly yeah. doubt it now though i hope it's like i'm pretty sure it has changed all the high school <laughs> people will be hitting you up like yo man you're the shit now oh, no. yo can i slide I your even, heels?
1: <laughs> no no i don't i don't even remember i actually don't even talk to the girl yeah, it's just a wild thing that <laughs> That's funny. Um, (laughs) I guess, I don't know, I never really thought about it that way because they were pretty harsh back then. I just kinda, I guess it wasn't that, with the internet, it's like so open and worldwide, I guess. So you probably, it's coming in faster. I would have like five kids bullying me and it was maybe the same five people. So it didn't really get outside of like the playground but I can imagine being online, it's probably harsher. So, but yeah, I just, I think I used it as like, well, they call me ugly. So, but I am making people laugh and I kind of just put my energy into So, that. your
0: humor is basically kind of your defense mechanism, basically. It
1: was for the longest time. It yeah. was, but you know, I always wanted to, I, you know, if I didn't do comedy or act, I'd still make people laugh. It's, yeah. it's just, you how are it's
0: pretty been funny, home. especially your dad's stories are funnier. Like, your yeah, so- whole
1: family is like humor <laughs> is, is a big thing in our family. Yeah. So, I don't think I would not, I'd still be doing it. Like, it isn't yeah. a, um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, social media is tough, man. I don't know how, you know, I could only imagine, like my niece is 16 and she posts pictures and people comment on it. I could not, when I was 16, <laughs> post a pic. I just, I had buck teeth. I'd be like, I'm not doing I that, do
0: so. too, like here. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I'm still but, told yeah. to get braces, so it's okay. Imagine like being 25 and being told to get braces because no one will like marry you and accept you. Yeah, that's dope, right? <laughs>
1: Well, I I bless these, these, you know, all the best of these kids doing. It's like, it's a lot. I don't know. I, you know, that's again, I'm very actually thankful that I wasn't around that growing up. Like I didn't, I didn't get the internet until maybe, or my face, I guess was 20 when I was 25, 26. I can't even remember. It was like Facebook came later on. So I, at that point I'm older now. So I can like, you know, somebody tells me I'm a, I'm an idiot online. I'm not going (laughs) to. It's not gonna end my life or end, yeah. my, or end yeah. my world in my head. Exactly, like, oh, coming so back
0: just- to what you said, cri- constructive criticism and destructive criticism. So it, a person should know how to take that. Yeah. Um, well, I what- mean,
1: gotta, the yeah. internet is like, it's, it, they just gotta be like, it's just hard, man. It's just like, maybe like, like find a balance. Like, you know, just kids are getting phones at such a young age. Like my nieces are like six and they have a cell phone. So it's just like, they're being introduced to it so early. So they don't have time to mature their brains. Exactly. And they smack in, in the internet. And it's just like a very scary thing. So I think they just, you know, maybe their parents or whoever to find a play, like a healthy balance for them. So they're, cause kids are mean as shit. Actually fucking, not even just kids, adults. Like people hide behind their screen name Anonymous. and say awful things hate to people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like, yeah. it's it's wild that somebody is yeah. sitting in a basement or whatever and they make up a, a profile and they just say the most outlandish yeah. shit to you it's just very i don't understand that but yeah
0: that's okay to be honest like i'm pretty sure the world's gonna be a little better with us i hope we make it better i hope it gets peaceful and i hope everything we're one big happy family, <laughs> happy family. Yeah so one last question and I'll just let you go I'm so sorry like um one last question so them. this is personal but like any future projects projects coming up so I can keep track on you and bother you again for another interview <laughs> possibly uh-huh. and like any uh, how's like room uh, like I know Rami's like renewed for season three so like any yeah. updates from that?
1: <laughs> I don't know when we're gonna I don't have the exact time when we're gonna film but I think that's yeah thing so it'll probably be this year. I don't I don't have an actual set date. Yeah. But I know it'll you happen. You think it's going to around... be
0: different because of the pandemic, like the whole scenario and the setup?
1: You know, to be honest with you, they don't really tell me that like, yeah. you know, I only find out like I'll find out like months. I'll find out my my I'll give be given scripts, but I don't know the process from now yeah. until the I just you know what I'm saying? I'm not in I'm not in the writers' room, so I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't really know, you know what I'm saying? And I don't ask I'm not like you know like I don't you know yeah. I just wait till
0: the um, scripts are
1: done and then they yeah. so
0: has it changed for you as a comedian like doing skits and like like being on the stage has that changed for you in the pandemic like shows
1: I mean it wasn't yeah there was like yeah stand-up isn't as regular as it was yeah Um, I've done uh, stuff in Canada like televised tapings for stand-up and they were very yeah. like they had the COVID rules. So I, they did it. They did a great job. It was two TV tapings for, at, uh, I think, last September, last December. Yeah. And sorry, it was a great job. They sanitized, yeah. they had the right regulations. It was great. They handled it very, very well. It was very impressive. The, the people were tested and, and they were great. It was actually a, a super, super attentive audience uh, both times of the tapings. People wanted to laugh. So you know, it did affect comedy, but I mean, I'm glad I got to, to do stand-up uh, during that time.
0: All right. That's awesome. I like how you're using comedy to make the world a better place. And you're, like, making people laugh because we really need that right now. Because shit's going crazy. Oh. Shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, thank, thank you for giving you. me time. Like, you're my first I celebrity Day! <laughs>
1: okay. Not, All right. Uh, um, Apologize. It's
0: uh, okay. All right. Thank you so much. It was nice having you. Oh,
1: thank you for asking me.
0: What? Of course. Why wouldn't I ask you? I love. I love you. Like in that sense, like in a fan way, not in a weird way. But like, no,
1: no. no. I mean, but still, you have to be. You know. Thank you. I do appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was nice having you. You. Bye.
1: Bye. Have a great day.
0: You too. Stay safe. Hello. So I hope you guys liked the interview. I hope you guys liked how we talked about so many different things. If you want to talk about something and spread social awareness, please follow me at NJ and you on Instagram. And you can DM me for a collaboration. We can talk about so many things. And I really love how everybody's like supporting me and like I've I've like I'm seeing all these numbers on my um on my platform and I'm seeing like a lot of people are listening to it. So thank you so much for this opportunity and thank you again, Dave. You're an amazing sport. Thank you for being really good um interviewee <laughs> and bearing with my questions. So I'm signing off. Please stay safe. It's coronavirus.